I love the verse Isaiah 40, 11 says that he tends his flock like a shepherd. He'll gather the lambs in his arms. He'll carry them in his bosom. And he gently leads those that are with young. He knows how hard it is to lead a flock. He knows better than we do. It is, it is a disaster sometimes. People are the worst at moments. So he is not mad at you that it does not look like you thought it was going to look. He never thought it was going to look the way we thought it was going to look. We were the ones that were wrong. So it not turning out like we thought, that's not, he's not, his eyes towards us are kind. He's not disappointed. Hey there, mama. You just heard a small teaser of today's episode with Emily Thomas of Mom Struggling Well. It's the first of a three-part series entitled The Working Mom. Now, in this particular episode, we're discussing what it looks like to be a mom who works outside the home. And we realize that this topic won't necessarily resonate with everyone. But regardless of your working situation, we encourage you to listen in. We think this episode will give you a glimpse into the struggles of some of the women in your circle who, like Emily, work outside the home, and perhaps will give you some tangible tools for how you can come alongside them with help and encouragement wherever needed. Welcome to the Mom to Mom podcast. We're three generations of moms who've experienced nearly every season of motherhood. Of course, we don't have all the answers, but you can be sure that we'll always point you to the one who does. We're pouring a cup of coffee and we're chatting motherhood today. Pull up a chair. We're really glad you're here. Welcome to the Mom to Mom podcast. And today we're going to be chatting about the working mom. And it's a really interesting subject. There's so much to this. And this is the first of a three part series. And we're going to be speaking with the amazing Emily Thomas in just a couple minutes. And first, I want to just do a little bit of an intro because, you know, women make up half of the US workforce. I didn't realize that. 70% of women in America with children under 18 work outside the home, and 75% of them work full time. 40% of those are the sole breadwinner in the family. So there are a lot of us that are working, and I bet a lot of you that listen work either part-time or full-time. So whether you're in the home or outside of it, raising children is work. The key is finding balance, and balance is one of those words that sometimes seems impossible to attain, but for every mom, it's important to find or at least try to find so how do we juggle a job or career, marriage, children, without feeling like a clown at the circus dropping the balls we're trying to keep in the air? How do we deal with the stress of family pressures, keeping a healthy marriage, maintaining friendships, and taking care of ourselves so we don't burn out? Is it easy? No, but it's definitely possible. We need to learn our limitations, and please don't be afraid to ask for help. Being a working mom may stretch you thin, but there are steps you can take to calm the crazy. 
Well, today, September and I are thrilled to be chatting with Emily Thomas, who not only works full-time, but hosts the popular Mom Struggling Well podcast. I absolutely love how Emily describes her podcast. Let me read this to you. She says, I am a teacher turned RN turned artist who now supervises an eating disorder clinic and hosts a podcast. Oh yeah, I'm also working on my master's in nursing and rocking that mom hat we all wear. Some topics I cover in this space are infertility, anxiety, adoption, depression, living overseas, the pitfalls of comparison, and the days I'm crying on the floor. Before you head for the hills, you should know that somehow we laugh a great deal here too. I am a rare mix of pessimist and a realist with a deep desire to encourage moms and affirm that perfection is nonsense and that peace is a perspective shift away. I just love that. Welcome, Emily. We are so glad you're here with us today. Thank you. I just love both of you. I'm really excited to be here. (laughs) We're thrilled to have you. Well, just take a minute. Tell us, I mean, other than what I just read about you, tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe how many kids you have, your husband, where you live, all that stuff before we get into all our questions. Okay. Um, I live in Dallas. I have two kids. They're both adopted. And I have a husband of, I think about 15 or 16 years. I get confused, but he is lovely. He is an engineer, but he is wanting to start his own business, which is part of why I went back to work. Wow. That's amazing. Well, September and I've got a bunch of questions for you today. So because you're, you know, you're actually out there doing it, you're working full time. And I know that you work as a nurse and you have an eating disorder clinic, plus you're raising two kids. So what what have you found to be the pros and cons of being a working mom? So I was a homeschool mom for six years and, um, honestly, I know that it works so beautifully for so many people. I, it really didn't work for our family and we gave it six years. So I know that we gave it the old college try, but it it was really terrible for me and for my daughter specifically. And so um, the pros of being a working mom for me is just a little space from my kids. Mm-hmm. I know that that may not be politically correct or motherly correct to say we want space from our kids, but honestly, if we're if we're being honest, that we we do want it. And it's healthy to an extent. So I think um, for me, my kids are adopted from, um, there's some trauma in their background. And so there's some attachment issues and some things that were pointed at me as a primary caregiver that just were really hard. And so I thought as you, you just got to try stuff out, but I thought leaning in and more shelter and more togetherness would be helpful for that. But what it was doing was it was just not helpful for me specifically. And so I think sometimes we've got to reevaluate when the plan we make doesn't actually yield the fruit we were hoping for. Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, homeschooling is a choice. It's great for a lot of people. It's not perfect for everybody. There's there's no one thing that we all fit into. So I love the fact that you tried it and realized, hey, this does not work for me. I've got to find what works for my family. So good for you. I mean, I think being honest about it, you know, we're, we're not like everybody has to homeschool or you're not a Christian. That's ridiculous. So the fact that you've been able to figure out what works for your family is great advice for the for the listeners today. Well, what are some ways that you found to bring some balance into your life with just all that you do with working and kids and all of that? Well, I was going to say like one of the cons that I had that I wanted to share was I don't love that my kids like they're in the after school care 
And so, cause my husband and I both go to offices and so they come home at like 5.30 and I think my vision of their childhood is like climbing trees and riding bikes at 2.30. And so now they don't get to do it till 5.30. But I think we're all gonna live through being in after school care it's not like less spiritual it's funny because even though I didn't like homeschooling I still felt like it was the more godly thing to do even though I hated it <laughs> with a passion <laughs> in I fact the other day I asked my sister I mean sorry the other day I asked my daughter I said um what do you miss about homeschooling and she's like nothing I said me either <laughs> <laughs> but that so is great to know great that's yes. great to know. And if, and if they're doing fine in the after school care, you know, they love it. Yeah. And for it. this season that you're in, that's when they get home and you can still make, a, I'm sure you're making a great life for them from five 30 on and weekends. Exactly. You know, exactly. so, so balance, you asked about balance. Um, yes. Something that is a little bit unfair about being a nurse is that I work three twelves and then I'm off four days a week. So I have a four day weekend every single week. Um, so I, I got a housekeeper and I felt bad about it for a while, but I love her and we have such a good time together and I get to encourage her in her faith. She's a single mom and she also is adopting her niece, which my daughter is actually my niece. And so it's been so neat. That's awesome. Cause that was going to be the next question. Like what? what um, tasks and chores, you know, we all have so much we have to do every week as, as women, as moms, as wives. So what have you found? What, could, what have you been able to outsource? And just having a housekeeper, that's a great idea. I mean, if, if that's something that's possible that someone can afford, I'm all about having somebody else clean my house because I love to cook, but I hate to clean. So it's just like, don't make me dust. Do not make me pick up that vacuum. I mean, I do it, but I'm, I'm lucky because I have a husband that likes to do that. He's kind of neurotic about all that. So I'm like, oh, honey, you, you know, you go do that. That's so funny. But um, are there any other things, any other like things you've been able to outsource to give you more time to spend with your husband and kids? Well, I think um, something that helps me with, let me think, because I was still, can I talk about like the balance a little bit? Oh, absolutely. Um, so I think that for me, something that helps is, yeah, get a housekeeper. Um, I still, because part of me feels like if my kids don't learn how to clean their rooms, like it's silly, the things we, the hills we want to die on that are really not a big deal, but I really want them to learn how to maintain their space. So my housekeeper doesn't clean their rooms. That's and great. so they live in filth, but it's fine. They, <laughs> they clean it up if they want to watch screens, you know? And so anyway, um, so that's something that a way that I still feel like I'm serving my children well is by not cleaning their rooms for them. Um, and so I, another way that I just maintain balance is I, I don't skimp on sleep at all. I'm kind of like a house cat in that way. I go to bed still at eight. Um, and so that is helpful. I nap a lot if I need to. And so that's been something that my kids have learned to kind of respect. Cause I really, I'm somebody that needs a lot of sleep. And not everybody needs as much as me, but I certainly do. And so I'm going with it. I was just thinking, just listening to you, I think the key is for any working mom is to know what they need to outsource and what they need to do for themselves yeah. personally. And then doing it, just, you know, instead of saying, I wish I could, I, this isn't working, just make it work. You know, like you need more sleep, someone else might need to go get in regular exercise because that's what they need, you know, they, yeah. whatever it is that person needs, um, making sure you don't skimp on those areas. 
And I think it's silly, but I get my nails done every two weeks and I love it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's I, not silly at all. You got to figure out what, what gives you life, what helps you, what makes you, it, it just makes you a more relaxed, better mom, better nurse, better wife, all those I things. I think sometimes though, you've got to sit and really talk yourself into it. Cause I feel really embarrassed about having a housekeeper and really embarrassed about getting my nails done because you have to, you've decided what people who have housekeepers and their nails done, those are, those are <laughs> these kind of people. And then the people who don't homeschool are those kind of people. And so I'm, I'm pushing against all my own made up rules. Right. But I'm finding I really love my nails done and my housekeeper. Hey, go for it. Yeah. I think it's good. Well, it goes back to the not comparing ourselves to other people true that's true i also buy like prepared meals as much as i can and um like i i do i love prep dish they even have i don't know if you guys know it but they allison made it she sends out like already made um shopping lists and the order that you prep everything in and she has a very fast one that i like because then it's really it's like the whole foods um because my one of my main concerns is my kids are they can cook for themselves but they don't eat a lot of vegetables and mm. so like most kids i know but i don't think they have like scurvy or anything so i feel like we're still <laughs> fine how does it work for working moms um you know you come home from work or you're not there when they do come home and they have lots of homework how mm. do you how do you balance that because that's just another level of something to do yeah, I think for me, um, I need to know that my limits at the end of a day when I'm tired and my daughter's tired, my husband helps her with homework. Oh, good. Okay. I have to really limit anything that could cause a conflict with my daughter um, because we need right now to do a lot of really positive and interacting. And so that kind of stuff. And when she gives him an attitude, he's like, Oh, that that's silly. And doesn't it affects him not, but it really hurts my heart. And so I just don't do math with her. That's just not something that we do. And that's been really helpful. Also at the after school place, they do homework there. Yeah, that's been really helpful for me because I hate homework. That's not fun. Well, that's a pro of that then. That's good. It's true. It is. And I think coming home, knowing the house is going to be, it's not magazine ready. It's nobody, Better Homes and Gardens is not coming in this evening. It's going to look like a dumpster fire. And what that means is I have children who have, you know, maybe fed themselves and there may be noodles cooked and uncooked all over the floor. Um, but they are living their lives and I'm living my life and I'm so glad we can live our lives together. I just don't, I change my perspective of what's going to look like when I walk in yeah. my yeah. house. Cause that was a, always frustrating to me. It is about perspectives and expectations. I think. Yeah. And have in my brain, we come home, I get a cup of tea and we all just sit around the table and have a spiritual conversation. And so now I realize it's going to be, cause my, I'm very, uh, sensory. I think my senses are over, um, stimulated very easily and um and so visually if things are out of place it really it's like as painful as really loud noises you know that sounds kind of weird but and so just realizing that's it's gonna look it's gonna be hard for me to look at my kitchen um and so i'm gonna maybe be cleaning up noodles or whatever um while i ask them how was your day what happened like so yeah. i'm not gonna be relaxing i'm gonna be cleaning but it's, and because cleaning, it helps me to clean. It helps calm my like, yeah, 
I don't like to sit in it. So anyway, just knowing that it's going to be that way is helpful. Right. And, and not, and still having the conversations even because sometimes I would want to wait until it was done to engage with them. Um, but now I'm doing it while I'm cleaning. How old are your kids? They're seven and 11, which is also really nice. They're pretty independent that word I told my son no my son is a is seven um he told me he learned how to tell time on a clock and I said well you're ready to move out and he said (laughs) I don't even know how long to microwave tacos I'm not ready to move out yet so oh my gosh so you've still got a little one at home seven is little 11 she's moving into the preteen thing but you've got you've got a spread there a pretty decent spread which you know, has its own issues. I can see why there's noodles on the floor. When my grandkids come, <laughs> it's like a tornado went through, but yes. Well, it's actually from my daughter cooking. I think she kind of like tries to throw them in from across the room, but that's fine. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I want to switch over to a little bit more controversial subject because I know that there are a lot of, a lot of people out there who don't believe that moms should work outside the home. And I mean, I know today so many moms, but I just read all those statistics, like 75% of women are working outside the home. So I'm not quite sure where the controversy comes in, but what do you think? I mean, obviously I I know that it's possible to be a devoted mother and still work outside the home because you're doing it. But do you ever get any pushback on that? Have you, have you had people say, well, why aren't you home? Why aren't you homeschooling your kids? You know, why are you working? Do you get much trouble with that? Yeah. When I first pulled my kids from like our homeschool situation and put them in public school. It just, I got to a breaking point and I could tell that what I was doing to my daughter and how our relationship was going was not in a good place. We were at odds with each other, no matter trying medication, trying counseling, like it, I, I couldn't make it work. And I could see that it was only as she was going towards adolescence, it was only getting more crucial that we do a new thing. And so um, I told my husband, I just said one day, we're not doing this like ever again. Like today was the last day we'll homeschool. And um, it had always been hard, but I had never been to that point. And so the next day they went to our, um, our local school and um, yeah, it really, uh, I got some pushback on Instagram and, um, but you know, social media is the place to be a jerk because (laughs) I don't know why people want to be so honest and rude, but anyway, the, the thing I found so awesome was that the mom struggling well community, I didn't even have to respond to the comments, um, because actually the homeschool moms, they were they were coming out swinging, going, listen, she is doing what she needs to do for her family. And I just felt really loved and supported by all of the people. <laughs> so that's fine. Yeah. I think for me though, um, again, it's just a, a perspective shift of I grab my kids and pray with them when I can. Bedtime is not um, look organized. They sometimes do not brush their teeth and that is going to be, it's going to have to be okay. Um, sometimes I fall asleep and I don't brush my teeth. Just full disclosure, guys. Okay. Don't tell any dentists, but that's just real life. Um, I pray for spiritual conversations and we manage to work them in on a regular basis. And so I think I feel like our family is much healthier than it was. And so it, it turns out that it's, it's a really great thing for some families to have both parents working. That's wonderful. I love that it's, you know, there's no one size fits all. We just have to figure out what works for our family. And 
you know, sometimes I don't brush my teeth either. So that's just real life. I mean, isn't that true for all of us? No, there are none of us that are living the perfect life. We may want to make it look that way on Instagram and Facebook, but it's not true. I mean, you know that, right, September? It's just, yeah. (laughs) there's no way that that can all be true. Well, um, for the moms that are working outside the home, what tips do you have? I mean, I know you're blessed to be able to have a housekeeper, which is wonderful. Um, but do you have any tips on like meals and homework and even getting housework done, even though you've got some help in that, I'm sure you still have to do some stuff, but any kind of practical tips that you've learned as a working mom that here's how I'm able to, to make it work for our family so that I'm not pulling my hair out by the end of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't fold my kids laundry. I put them into a laundry basket and they can put them away. Um, I do, I buy them the foods that I know they're going to eat. I don't, I'm not trying to see if we can expand our palates in the season. My whole house is built around a courtyard, which I love. And I love like making it beautiful with flowers and whatever. And everything out there is, is dead right now. I'm not in a gardening season. And so <laughs> whatever it is, what it is. So I think just letting, letting go of some stuff and realizing my life is full and beautiful. And I get to, the population I serve is young girls who are battling a mental health issue. And I get to, I've done a lot of encouraging them in their faith. There's a lot of girls, you're, I love being with people in traumatic situations because then they're open to what actually matters. They have tried, they've come to the end of their rope they need something else. And so I've been able to witness to a whole population of people I never would have known. Mm-hmm. I'd say and, you're in a gardening season. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I love that September. That's a good point. <laughs> but I get to come home and talk to my kids about this is what, you know, obviously HIPAA compliant. I don't share like too much information, but just talk about like, this is, this is our world. It's broken. And this is what they were trying and it didn't work. And so now we're working on this thing. And so it's been really good. Good. Yeah. That's awesome that you can take what you what you're seeing every day and and give a spiritual perspective to it. Cause I was gonna ask if you had any spiritual advice for the for the moms that are working, the 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 working moms that are maybe thinking, you know, I, I'm maybe not happy or maybe just whatever is going on in their lives that they need they need something. Like just any anything that you have any tips on maybe what you do each day for, for prayer and worship time. If you have that, if you, if you even have the time to have that devotional time every day, like kind of, how does that look for you? I try to get up in enough time to spend some time with the Lord before I go to work. And then um, when I come home, when I go to bed, I try to read the word again before I go to bed. So um just get that in when, when I can. Um, I think that though, I love the verse Isaiah forty eleven says that he tends his flock like a shepherd. He'll gather the lambs in his arms. He'll carry them in his bosom. And he gently leads those that are with young. He knows how hard it is to lead a flock. He knows better than we do. It is, it is a disaster sometimes. People are the worst at moments. So he is not mad at you that it does not look like you thought it was going to look. He never thought it was going to look the way we thought it was going to look. We were the ones that were wrong. So it not turning out like we thought, that's not, he's not 
his eyes towards us are kind. He's not disappointed. Even that I get up and I go to work for, for a while. I don't think, because honestly, I'm supporting my husband and his dream to have a business. And so I think that it's really important though in our culture, especially in the Christian culture with all these home businesses. And I have a home business and I used to have an Etsy shop. So there's no judgment there. But for me, it was to get away from my kids. For me, it was because it was too hard. So I avoided. So we've got to just be careful. Like, is this good for me and not good for them? Are they being uh, ignored? Because then that's a, that's a problem. That doesn't mean that you need to not do it. It means maybe adjust the amount of time that you do it. But I don't know. I just think, I think it's, even as a working mom, I think that we have to be careful. Why are we working? Mm-hmm. That's, That's a, a great point. point. Yeah. You know, as we were talking, I was thinking about that um, question you brought up, Kate, about how there's a lot of controversy, but on our podcast, and I know, Emily, you feel the same way that women should be supporting women And that's a huge hole in today's society. There's a lot of judgment and a lot of women are left to do what they do alone. Mm -hmm. So as we're talking about working moms, I'm thinking, how can other women, even in different demographics, different, uh, you know, homeschooling, whatever it is within the church, outside the church, um, support working moms? Like, do you have a community like that of women that, you know, pick up your kids from school or drop off a meal or say, hey, I'm praying for you, you're having a rough day, other than your online community? Like in real life. Yeah. I mean, I think online community is great, but yeah, you're right. They they can't bring you a casserole when you need it. You know, I am blessed to be a part of a really fantastic neighborhood where some of my best friends live a street over on either direction. Um, but that takes, honestly, it's from going out and going on bike rides and you meet people. And just so getting out with my kids, not only does it give you vitamin D, it gives you like dopamine, it gives you all the things. It's just so good for us to get outside and ground ourselves in the present. It's good for our kids as well. But then you meet people who are in your proximity. Um, And then don't be afraid to be the weirdo that's like, hey, you have a kid my kid's age. Like, you want to go to the park tomorrow or whatever. But I think that is helpful, but I do. I definitely have um, some of my really close girlfriends also work outside the home and you've got to just have a lot of grace with each other. Y'all have different working days. You'll have different um, abilities to handle the amount of things that you have going on. Um, So like the other day we all met for like a birthday. We all, all had birthdays in December and everybody was signing cards and putting money in envelopes at the table while we were all sitting there. Like everybody saw what I was doing, but that's as much time as we have. I'm not buying you a gift that was thoughtful. I'm giving you $20 and you're giving me $20. So basically even now, (laughs) whatever. Yeah, that's great. Well, I mean, so are there things that, you know, I'm, I'm a work at home, stay at home mom, but Mm -hmm. for my friends who do work, what can I do? Like, well, how can I encourage those? those moms showing them what they are doing right and because they're looking at what they didn't get to do I couldn't go to that assembly I didn't get to go on that field trip and you can say but gosh I just saw that you rode your bikes to Starbucks last week and that was really cool um I don't know reminding them what they're doing right that's good that is good yeah that's really good because we forget to do that you know just in our own neighborhood we just forget And online, you can do it too. So I love that. Um, Let's talk about something fun, mom guilt. (laughs) Love it. Because, you know, that's a real issue for many women. I mean, you said you struggle with that a little bit, but 
because you've kind of walked through that, what advice, what comfort can you offer the mom that maybe is really struggling? Maybe she's working and feels guilt or she really wants to. Like you were really honest to say, sometimes I just need to get away from my kids. And I know every mom feels that way, but we were terrified to say it because people would think that means we're a bad mom or we're, you know, whatever they're going to, stupid thing they're going to assume about us. But when you're honest and you can say that, and hey, sometimes I just need to to do this. I've got to just get away. But that mom guilt thing is a real trap. So any yeah. kind of tips or advice or anything that you've learned through that? I have a client at my job right now, and every time she eats, she feels regret and disgust with herself. She's doing something that she needs to do. It's healthy for her. There's nothing wrong with it. So she though is feeling like she's done something wrong. And so I think we've got it. That to me is helpful to go, sister, you, you have made up a rule, but it's no, it's not a rule. You've made up something. It's not act. It's imaginary. So if we have shame over something that we've actually done wrong, like for me, when I had an Etsy shop and at the beginning of, you know, some of the working that I've done in the past, it was to get away from my kids. Um, it was just a maladaptive coping skill. I can adjust for that because I can, because I was convicted by the Lord that there's a better way. Um, but right now, and the things that I'm doing and needing a break and being a human being, I need to take a bath sometimes um, at seven o'clock when the kids, I could be spending time with them, but I need to not. Our kids are never going to run out of requests for us. They are vacuums of needs. They just always need stuff. And so we can model for them boundaries and um, limit setting and how to take care of ourselves that we don't have to say yes to everything. And my husband's really helped me with that because I do feel like I should say yes because I am gone. Um, But also our kids don't have a concept of time. They want to do 19 things before bed. They think that actually will all fit. And so I can tell them, let's pick one. That's realistic. And I also won't be stressed out. That's good. Hmm. Well, if if you were talking to a mom who's really debating whether she's supposed to work, but just feeling guilty over it, what advice would you give her? I mean, I guess like we were talking about earlier, there's so many uh, factors that fit into it is your husband if you're married is he is he against it would he rather you not work and you're just determined to because you need a break maybe you find a break in a a different way is it like for example my daughter who we talked about has some trauma and some attachment things going on horses are a really big deal for her and animals in general and I am not an animal person so I didn't understand that for a long time but I understand like she literally wilts on the vine if she doesn't have some contact with animals. And so I work my nursing schedule around being able to take her to horseback every single time that she can. And so those are her needs right now. My son is, boys are different. He needs nachos. He needs donuts. (laughs) And so I make sure that he's filled up on all those things. And so my kids are not at a loss because of my job. And so if, if that's a question, like our are your kids' needs being met, the ones that are actual needs? Right. And is your husband against it? And are you, I don't know, so much of it's a heart thing mm-hmm. that they really have to come to it themselves. It's, it's difficult. But having done both, I can tell which one's right and which one's wrong now. And this is right for us. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
And the Lord will tell you he wants, he wants great things for your family. I just, I just have to say, um, a couple of weeks ago, I had to do something that required me being away from the home every day for a couple of weeks. And then I would come home and still try and do everything I was doing before. And I lay down on the couch that night and these words came out of my mouth. I'm like, I have so much admiration for working moms. They are my heroes. Mm. And no, and not forgetting that we had this podcast recording coming up because um, there's so many reasons women work outside the home. But regardless of that, it's something that I think requires a lot of growth and maturity and seeking wisdom for, because like I'm listening to you talk and I'm thinking, you know, in my twenties, I might not have been able to say, I'm going to choose what's best for me and my kids. And I'm going to take a bath instead of serving my kids. But here we are a little farther on in life and you're able to say that. So I'm hoping that women who are listening, who haven't come to that place, remember not to be so hard on themselves. You know, like yeah. to make these decisions early on. That's why we have podcasts, you know, yeah, to share these things, um, not to keep it to ourselves and um, to listen to people who have already walked through this and, and to learn some, you know, balance. It's not my favorite word, but yeah. Well, I think you got to know which side do you fall into? Like I, I grew up with a mom, a single mom. We didn't have any money and she did everything for us. She never had new clothes. She never had new sheets. Like she just was like running on empty so that we could have what we needed, which is, is she was in survival mode, like no judgment. That's where she was. So I, my perception of motherhood was it's going to be real bad for me. And it's all about them. And I didn't want that. So I went the opposite. And I was like, listen, if there's new technology out, I'm getting a new iPhone. And if you, you know, have nasty shoes from Target, that's fine because I have a new iPhone. I just was like, I will not never buy myself new underwear. And so then I had to go, okay, like, let's back off that a little bit. And so you just got to know if you tend towards it's all about my kids or it's all about me and they can just handle it and find the middle. Mm -hmm. Mm. Right. You know, I'm friends with a single mom who works outside the home and she gives and does everything for her kids. Like to the point where every time I see her, I, she just, She's so unhappy, so exhausted, and I want to help her. But I've noticed that her kids have no perception of that reality for her. They do mm. not They do not know why she's so tired. They're always asking her for more, more, more. And I bet there's women listening that are like that. They're like, yeah, my kids yeah. have no idea yeah. what I'm doing. So I, would you say just you know, sit down and be honest with your kids? I have told them before, I am a person. Do you realize that? And they literally said... We didn't realize that. <laughs> right. Like, they just don't. don't see life like we do. Yeah. And I think having friendships, like I have one of my best friends, her name is Tina, and she is so, she's an Enneagram 7, so it's all about fun, 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 fun. And she's so um, in the moment and makes it all magical. But her son plays her like a fiddle. He knows exactly what to do to get whatever. Like she she just lets everything go. Mm-hmm. And so I've told her like, Tina, come on. But she's able to tell me like, maybe you need to calm down. You're really being hard on that kid right now. And so maybe you just need to stop and go on a bike ride and have some fun. And so we're able to lovingly say, hey, see your blind spot? Like maybe move, move towards the center in this way. It's been really helpful to see, to parent um, alongside somebody who's so different. Yeah, right. That's good. That's, that's great to have a friend like that, you know, that you can speak honestly to, and she can tell you when you're, you know, going too far or messing up or whatever. Because you both can tell are her. so valuable. 
Oh it's gosh, so, I yeah. wish I was more like her. Like she's literally sunshine that walks into a room, <laughs> but she's always late to the next room because she's so busy being sunshine in the room she's in. <laughs> exactly, just like in the Neogram <laughs> Seven. Oh my we goodness, all have limitations. That's hilarious. Well, is there anything else you want to say to the moms that are listening? The ones that might be probably a lot of our mo- our listeners work or work part time or thinking about working. Any other tips or advice or anything you would just say? This is my this is my word to you. You are doing a good job. And if if it's not working, you can fix it. And your kids are resilient. They love you. They could not be more pleased with mm. the things that you're doing. Even if they're adolescents and they say they hate you really deep down, they they really appreciate you. So we we should appreciate ourselves and what we're doing as well. So good. Emily, it has been just a pleasure to talk with you today. I love your honesty. I love the way you just, you're speaking right to the mom who's in the trenches because you're in the trenches and I love that. Um, How can our listeners find you? I know we're going to, we'll put all your social media and everything in links to the show notes, but just, you know, for those that want to Google you right now and find you, where do they go? Um, Just momstrugglingwell.com or the podcast is called Mom Struggling Well. I love Instagram a lot and that's also Mom Struggling Well. Wonderful. If you're going to be nice on Instagram, if not, don't worry about <laughs> if it. If not, just stay away from her because she doesn't <laughs> need that. Well, it was just a joy to chat with you today, Emily. And I hope everybody that's listening will add the Mom Struggling Well podcast to their list of favorites because it is a great podcast. We'll put a link to the podcast in the show notes. And just in conclusion, I just want to remind everybody that's listening, you know, we may not be superwomen, we may not be the Proverbs 31 woman, but there are days that every woman feels that she has to be, whether she works outside the home or not. It's easy to strive and get stressed when we neglect the most important element in life, which is our relationship with Christ. So if you're a working mom who has to work to survive, or maybe because you're maybe a single mom or you're widowed or divorced or you need just to make ends meet in your home, please know that you're not alone. Or maybe God's called you to a specific career that requires you to work outside the home. Regardless, do all you can to find the time for prayer and worship each day. Try to take good care of yourself physically and mentally. Press into your marriage. You know, God's grace is sufficient whether you work outside the home or not. But most important, I think, Pray and ask God how he feels about your choice to work. Really, it's, it's his decision. If we're being led by the spirit, he's going to show us whether this is right for us right now to work outside the home. But Emily in September and I can give you advice, but we can't give you an answer whether being a working mom is right for your family. So if this is something that you're struggling with, please let us know how we can be praying for you. It would be our honor. We would love to do that. So thank you so much for listening today. Thank you again, Emily, in September. And we will see you next time for part two of The Working Mom.